Spirit today for being here and hearing the Word of God and listening to the Word of God with you today. I know for a fact that the Lord has given you a word that is so special and dear to my heart because He's been speaking over and over about this scripture personally in my life, and I believe it's also for the body of Christ today here. Amen? Let's look at the scriptures, and I want us to look. Today I want to talk about the subject of not bearing, being weary and running the race of endurance. It's a very, very important subject that the scriptures teach. And it's something that each believer here, we need to know how to run the race that God has for us. It's very important. Every believer needs to know this. Because if we don't know how to do this, if we don't know how to run the race that God has placed for us, what happens? We will never get to the destination that God has for each one of us. And I praise and thank God that He has a plan for you and me. He has a plan, a specific plan, where you can be the person that God has called you to be. Today, we're going to be speaking on this subject of running the race of endurance. But as Pastor was asking me, one of the things that the Lord was constantly speaking to me about for the past few months is about walking a Christian journey, your Christian journey. Each one of us has a Christian journey. And together, let's look at the scriptures today. A few months back, I had spoken from the book of Colossians chapter 3. And in that scripture, in that message, there were certain key, key themes that were in that message that I may bring out today as we're going through this book. Because we know one thing is this. When the Spirit of God, he comes, if He has a message for the church, He will speak to us in various ways, in various means. And I believe in this book, the scriptures is going to reveal what the Lord has for his people. Amen? So let's look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses, I want uh, us to look at verses 1 to 11, and also verses 10, uh, verse, chapter 10, verses 36. First, I'd like, if somebody can read verses chapter 12, sorry, chapter 12, 1 to 5. Let's look at 1 to 5. And if another person can read chapter 10, 36. That's good. And then verse 10 to 36. Chapter 10, 36. Running the race of endurance. This is what our scripture is talking about here today. You know, one of the things that a Christian, uh, that a person that often goes through hardships when they're trying to run a race is fighting what? One of the things that we fight is fatigue. Fatigue 
can be, drain us as an individual. Whether we're going to school, whether we're going to work, whether we're running as an athlete, fatigue is one of the hardest things that an individual faces. And if you listen and you read and you understand, fatigue, persistent fatigue, is something that is not normal for a person. Or a, Yes, people do get fatigued, but it's not persistent fatigue is not something that, uh, want, that a person is to go through. But what, why do I bring this up today about the subject of fatigue? Because that is what the scripture is talking about here. That we need to go and run a race of endurance without becoming weary. Becoming weary is one of the hardest things, uh, is something as a Christian believer, the enemy will want us to go down a path. But at the same time, at the same time, what does the Bible ask us to do? Is to run a race that in, of endurance. If we look, it says, it's not, I want you to understand, it is not normal. You know, I was looking through the scriptures, I, I, sorry, I was looking through some magazines a couple uh, days back, and I was looking at this portion, and this is what it reads, and I'm going to just share it. A Christian writer says, whenever you feel discouraged of, or frustrated, look to Jesus. Now, just looking at that, it sounds good. It sounds normal. You know, when you are a Christian, you should be looking to Jesus. But at the same time, there's certain things in that, just that passage, that is very unbiblical. Because the Bible says that what? We should first be looking to Jesus. And when we look to Jesus and we look to him, guess what? We will be able to endure. That is what Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 is talking about. In Hebrews chapter 1, uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1, uh, the writer of Hebrews explains the ways and means of not growing weary in our Christian journey. Let's read verses 12, verse, chapter 12, verses 1. It says this, then, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run the race of endurance that is set, that is set before us. Let me just take, let me explain one thing. If you just look at this verse, or you don't know any of the context of the scriptures, you might go home looking at the wrong people. Because the fact is, if you just read that, he says, lay, what does it say? Look at this, the, the great cloud of witnesses that are around us. But the fact is, if we look at many of the leaders or many Christians today or people who are called to be faith, we might not be doing what God has asked us to do. Or we might not be going down the path that God has for us. Today we can say, but what does the scripture speak about here? He's talking about people that were there in verse the previous chapter. In the previous chapter we read several people on scripture that has gone through the walk of faith. That has gone through hardships and difficulties and situations in their lives. But in the midst of that, they were able to endure to the very end. We see here, you know, growing up in church, you may come to a, um, an idea of, you know, I'm going to church. 
therefore I'm okay. And I'm, there's no problems or no situations that I cannot handle. But the truth of the matter is, many times, those who go to church are always, are many times fatigued in their Christian walk. Look at your own lives. Many times I've come to church and I looked around and I said to myself, I came and I worshiped God, but when I go into the world, it's very hard and very difficult to stay focused on what God has for me to run the race. I can look at several times in my life, looking back, where I felt fatigued. But in those circumstances, there's one thing that I realized was that I wasn't looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I wasn't looking to him when those times and those struggles. You know, many times, if we look to people around us, we may see people that are walking haphazardly. And if we look for the, to them as being the cloud of witnesses, being the people that we should follow, guess what? We're not going to get to the destination that God has for us. Okay? But here in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse, uh, chapter 11, we see of several people that ran the race that God had for them. And they endured to the very end. We read about people like Abraham who were sojourners, or he were people that faced problems, left his own home country. But at the very end, we see he was a person that endured. We read about Moses. Moses was a man who went through hardships from not only from the people of Egypt, from not only the people of Israel, from not only the circumstances that were rising up against him, but in the midst of all those things, the Bible says, in verses uh, 35 to 37, we can read what the Bible says about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11, 35 to 37. The Bible says, I'll read just verses 37. It says, they were, I'm uh, sorry, verses 24 to 27. It says, I'll read verses 27. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. Moses was a person that even through persecution, even through struggles, even through difficulty, he was able to endure because why? He was looking not at the king, not at the king, but he was looking to the person who was God, the maker, or the invisible God. He was looking there, and therefore, Moses, the Bible says, he was able to endure. We read about other people in the Bible in this very verse and talking about different people who've gone through hardships, who've gone through persecution and trials. If you read going further in verses 35 to 37, it says, Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonments. They were stoned. They were sawn into two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Here in the scriptures, right here in the book of, about the people of faith, they were people that endured. 
They endured mocking. They endured struggles. They endured so many things even while they did not even have a homeland. But one thing they did was they looked to the Lord who was going to give them or bring them to the homeland. They were looking to the one that set, and set their eyes on the person who said, I will be with you and I will take care of you. I will be with you in your time of need. You know, we read, it's very clear from the scriptures. And it's very clear for every believer, for you and for me, every believer, endurance is very much important. Endurance is something that we need as a believer. But the, there are two questions that Hebrews chapter 12, coming back to Hebrews chapter 12, that I want to answer, we need to look for answers. One of the things that we need to look here in Hebrews chapter 12 is this, what does the scripture read about running the race of endurance that we, are, that we need for today? What does Hebrews 12 say that how we should run the race? What are the key points in verses 12 that we need to be leading us and enduring and having that successful walk? Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, it's here. The scripture teaches clearly how we can run that race of endurance. Scripture speaks in this chapter what it means to run the race of endurance. And let's read it once again. We read point one. We see in just that first chapter alone, in that first verse alone, it says we need to, what? Lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run the race of endurance. So my first point to you, brothers and sisters, today, we need to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily entangles us. Easily entangles us. That's something, what is that? You know, there are sins. You can say that I've gone, I come to church and I don't sin so much. I don't do as the world does. But at the same time, for us to endure those easily sins that easily entangles us. What is that? Well, that's where I was going back and I spoke about a couple of months ago. It was Colossians chapter 3, verses 9. Can somebody read that? The 8, sorry. Colossians 3, 8. Here we read some sins that easily entangles. The church, who is Apostle Paul talking to? He's not talking to new believers. He's not talking to people that just um, individuals, just specific individuals, but he's referring and speaking to the church in Colossia. And he's telling the church there, he's telling them, that it is very easy, we need to lay, set aside anger. We need to set aside slander. We need to set aside malice. We need to set aside wrath. We need to set aside obscene talk. Brothers and sisters, this is nothing new. But let me tell you, as the scripture is saying, these are things that easily can put us in snare. It can put us in snare. It may come just out of the blue. We might say, oh, 
I did this. But look around and you will see in your own lives, have you gone through that path where you're putting these things, these sins, or is these sins into your lives? You know, there's many things that I can look at in this scripture. Another thing that the Bible says here in the scripture, not just laying, um, uh, putting away, not doing the, not being easily entangled with the sin. But before that, what does it say? Laying aside every weight. What is this weight that the scripture is speaking of? I can look back in per, my personal life, things that weighed me down from following the Lord. I can look back de definitely uh, in my years, even just months, where I was walking high with the Lord. I was walking and I felt the Lord speaking to me. But different weights came on my life that brought me down to a place where I could no longer hear the voice of the Lord. I can tell you, you know what one of it is? YouTube. I said, one of the things that I said, okay, God, I'm going to put away Fox News because Fox News was making anger in me, was making bitterness in me, was producing all these fruits that were not good. And you know what? I'm going to go to YouTube. And you know what I started doing? I started watching car um, people working on their cars. It's nothing sinful. But it was war people working on their cars. I had, was watching, you know, it, just recently the NBA draft happened and the Knicks didn't have a pick. And so I had five channels that were dedicated to the Knicks. Who are they going to go after? These are things that easily put me and put me down to a place, a weight that was holding me down, that what happened is I could no longer walk the walk or walk after Jesus. My eyes were focused on that. Instead of focusing on the Lord. These things are, may seem like simple things that are in our lives. But are these simple things that, in our, that are in our lives that make us ineffective. And makes us so we cannot walk that enduring, that walk, that faith walk that God wants from each one of his believers. That's why Apostle Paul and as the writer of Hebrews says, the number one thing that we need to do is lay aside first every weight. And number two, put away what? All the slander, all the easily entangled sins. So number one thing that we need to do, church, is just that. Here the scriptures is telling us how you and I should walk our walking of endurance. So number one, we see that. What do we see? Number two, we can read it. In chapter 2, it says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What does the Bible say? We need to look to Jesus. We already said, you know, don't allow the weights of the world to hold you down, but we need to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. You know, when oftentimes when I was reading this scripture, many times when I passed by it, I said, okay, looking to Jesus. Looking to Jesus means, you know, having faith and praying and saying, when I go through these struggles, that's when I'm going to look to Jesus. 
Is that what the scripture is saying? The scripture is actually saying, looking to Jesus and then walking the walk of endurance. It's not just when you're going through struggles that you go and start going to your prayer closet and starting to pray. That's not what the scripture is talking about. And what it, rather it says, when we are running the race that God has, let us look to him and let us walk to the walk and the goal, the prize that is before us, finishing the race that God has for us. Let us have faith and focus on him. So what? We can run the race of endurance. That's plain and simple. It is, yes, it is looking to Jesus in faith, but looking to Jesus as the answer and the key and the person who we need to imitate. I told you last couple months ago, I read from Colossians chapter 3, verses chapter 3. What was the verse 1? Can somebody read that? So it says here what? Set your hearts and minds on things above. This is the Christian walk. This is the walk of endurance. If you want to endure in your Christian walk, number one, lay aside the things that entangles us and look and set your minds on things above. Because when you set your minds on the things that are above, what happens is you're not looking to the world. You're looking to the Lord. And when you look to Him, He's what? The finisher. And what? The perfecter. The perfecter. He's perfecting. He wants to perfect you. But the way that you're going to be perfected, if you want to endure, if you want to walk the Christian walk that God has for you, you need to what? Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus not in just the time of need. Not just in the time of struggle, but in every day and every hour of our Christian walk. It says in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, we read, but how about 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18? I'll read that. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For the light momentary affliction is preparing us for eternal weight of glory beyond comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to, to, to the things that are unseen. For those things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. What does the scripture says here? You're going to go momentary affliction. You will go through struggles. Where even... It says your inner, um, you might go to afflictions and you'll go through all hardships, but you need to be renewed. What does it say? We need to be renewed daily. How are you going to be renewed daily? How are you and me going to be renewed daily? The way we're going to be renewed daily is by looking to Jesus. Looking to him and being strengthened by him. Looking at his word. That is what the Bible says, right? Renew or transform your mind. Transforming our minds. How do we transform our minds? By looking to the Lord and looking to his scriptures. It's clear as day that the second thing that we need to do, or the, uh, another point that we need to do is what? Is what? 
We need to look to Jesus. You know, our old, if you look in Hebrews, going back just quickly, I'm just going to look at Hebrews chapter 15, verse 16. If you're going to, I'll just read it carefully. It talks about people who received a promise. They were sojourners, people who walked on this land, with, with people who did not have the promise yet. But even though they did not have the promise yet, they were, they were looking forward to the day that the promise was going to be given. They were looking forward. The Bible says here in verses 16, or 15 and 16, if somebody can read that, Hebrews eleven fifteen 15 to 16. It says here, if they were thinking of a land, not just, not just uh, anything else. If they were thinking about the previous land, where they came from, what would happen? They wouldn't have the eyes to look forward to the place and destiny that God was having for them. There's a destiny, I told you, that each one of you have. As I'm standing here today, I know many of you are called to lead. In worship. I know for a fact, and we've heard it many times, many people here are called in the service of the Lord. And I know many of you are called in service in your communities. But let me tell you, if you look behind and you keep your eyes focused on the wrong things, then you can't not look ahead, looking to Jesus, who is what? The promise giver. He's the one that gives the promise. He's the one that said, I have a promised land for you. They were not just looking at the promised land, but they were looking at the giver of the promised land. And that's how they were able to overcome. That's how they were able to, they were called people that are pillars of faith. Remember, they didn't receive it themselves, but yet they looked to the one. And eventually we know what the scripture does, what they receive, or their generations received. Today, you and me need to walk that kind of faith walk. Where we may not see the, in our lifetime, you know, the promise of going into the kingdom, but there is a day that is coming where we will receive the promise that God has for us. But the way we're going to receive that promise is what? Looking to Jesus. Looking to the Lord. It's without looking, to, without looking to the Lord, without looking and keeping your eyes focused, guess what? You're not going to be able to endure. Brothers and sisters, it's plain in Scripture. It's very easy to see. If we stare down in our book, we can see these are the things, these are the keys. The keys of how to get in to your, we know where to find the keys to get into our car to come to church. But let me tell you, here's the keys that gets you to the place and destiny that God has for you as children of the Lord. It's more than just coming to church. This is the keys that you need and I need. These are the keys that God has given to his body. Point three, you know what the scripture says is this. 
when you run the race of endurance, there's going to be times of suffering. It's inevitable. Can somebody read Hebrews 12, 3 to 5? That's good. Here we see that what those that endured, they endured from sinners such hostility. What does that mean? As Christians, you're going to be mocked by the world. As Christians, you're going to find peer pressure from the world. As Christians, you're going to be slandered by the people in the world. In fact, what the Bible says is the sins that you laid aside are the sins that people are going to do against you. When people look at you and do the sins that you laid aside, guess what happens? It's easy for us to return back to that kind of sin. Let's think about it. I know for a factor, when people are angry and slander me, guess what happens to me? I get angry and frustrated. When people talk bad about me, then also me, I have something to say. The things that the world does to me, guess what? The enemy wants me to get to a place where I become like the world. And I look to the world, to the way and the solution of how to go forward. But what does Jesus say? We need to look to him and we need to lay aside every weight. There's so many times that I've seen, I've gone through hardships where I'm saying, that's not fair. That's not fair and that these people need to pay for what they did. It's part of becoming, we need to come and you walk a closer walk with the Lord. Today the word is coming because he has a race of endurance, but sometimes we need to pick it up. We need to pick up sometimes the cross that God has for us to pick up. There's a cross. The Bible's clear. There's a cross that you and me are supposed to bear. And guess what? Without the endurance that God gives Without that kind of endurance, we're not going to be able to take it and bear it. And so we can walk according to the path of the Lord. It's true. We all know it. But again, clear as day in the scripture, it says another key about walking. And we need to be walk. It's sometimes, it's a walk of suffering. Suffering is a big thing in the scriptures. Every one of the people in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, suffered. But when suffering comes, there's also perfection that's happening. There is perfection that's happening. In fact, the Bible says something later, there's a, a promise that awaits you. There's a promise that awaits you. In verses, and that's my next point. God has a promise that is awaiting for you that those who endure, those who go through these situations, those who are able to lay aside every weight, those who are able to um, put, uh, put away those easily things that entangle, those who look to the Lord, those who suffer, there's a promise. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 verses 36. And that was the second portion that I want to look. 1036. Then.
There is a promise. There's a promise that each one of you have. How does Jesus put it? Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24, verses 13, he said, But he who endures to the end will be saved. Each one of us has a promise already. Jesus has given it to us. He says, if you want to be saved, if you want to be there, you need to walk the walk of endurance. There is that endurance piece. Don't forget it. Don't forget that endurance piece. Because oftentimes we live haphazardly or lazy Christians. Not realizing, or saying, you know, I have faith and therefore I don't believe in that. I believe faith by walking the walk of faith and walking with endurance. That is what the scripture calls each and every believer to walk out. We're supposed to do this and that is what the Bible teaches. Let's read Colossians chapter 3 verses 23 to 24. Again, going back to Colossians chapter 3, what does it say? You will receive the reward of the inheritance. Isn't that what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was waiting for? The inheritance. And yet, though they didn't receive it in their lifetime, we see the blessing that poured upon them because they looked to God and the inheritance was given to them at the right time. And today, brothers and sisters, today I want to say there's an inheritance that is waiting for you, a reward given by God. But to get to that place, you need to endure. Endurance is there. Now you ask, you may ask, why does God have us to go through this kind of situation? I mean, it could have been easy not for us to go through, through hardships. It's easy. Why do we need to walk this walk of endurance? Isn't it easier to do it any other way? But the next portion of the scripture tells exactly why God allows us to go through this walk of endurance. If we read it, we can see the Bible says what that the Bible says in verses five, uh, six after verses six. Can somebody read it? Continue to verses 11. Go to the 11 now. What does the Bible says? The Lord disciplines you because he treats you as his children. He loves you, the Bible says, in the verse, first, first verse that we read in verses uh, 6. It says what? He loves, he disciplines those who he loves. He disciplines you because there's, he loves you. And why? 
He wants you to get to the place of what? The last verse says it. What does it say? So you will be? You will be trained. He has a place and destiny. You don't train for anything. You train so you can be good and proficient at something. You train so you can get to the destiny that you have. You get trained because God wants you to be people who endure. Not only that, but people who what? Look to him in everything. Looking to him. What does he want? He wants us to become more like him. What does he want? He wants us to honor him. So when we go through suffering and we start enduring, guess what? He gets all the glory and honor and praise when we receive our deliverance. God is looking for just that. He deserves all glory, all honor, all praise. And the way that it's going to be revealed is when he delivers you from your trials and struggles. Isn't that what happened in the book of Exodus when we read about the Israelites? God says, I'm going to receive the glory. When the children of Israel were going through the struggles, were going through the pain, and God delivered them, the Bible says, gee, God says, I will receive the glory through this. Let me tell you, the sufferings that you're going through is sufferings that when you endure, you and your life will be glorifying the Lord. That is what it's all about, brothers and sisters. God is wanting to use your lives as testimonies, as vessels, as people of God who keeps their eyes focused on him and he, you will become then the light of the world. You will be, they will see. What does Moses say? He says, you know, the people around, he, when he's talking to God, he says, the people around know that you are with us. And today, brothers and sisters, when you go out in the world and when you endure the struggles, the one thing people are going to say there's something different about him. There's something different about her. He and she has the Lord with them. That's going to be your testimony. And by that, all glory, all honor, all praise comes to God. So I want you to consider everything that we have today. In, to be disciplined, to be trained. If you want to be used by God. If you want to endure I mean, if you want to serve the Lord, if you want to give glory to God through your life, you need to endure. And that is what you are called today, and that is what the scripture says. I do believe this subject, both from last time, Colossians chapter 3, and this time, Hebrews chapter 12. I want you to meditate on these verses because this is the Christian journey. You are on a journey. And you need to follow by the rules. Let's bow our heads in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray, O living Jesus, hallelujah, for your people, O God. Whom you have called out, whom you have chosen, O God. And you, O God, ordain them to walk in a manner worthy of the call. And I pray, O God, that you strengthen them, O God. Help their eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit has to say today. Help them to endure, O oh God, the struggles that may come their way. And I pray in the name of the Lord, O oh Jesus, that they may be strengthened, O oh God, and that they may be enduring, O oh God, through all their hardships. Father, we know it's not by might nor by power, but by thy spirit, O oh God. 
I pray that you strengthen your people with your spirit and help them to endure. Put away all the malice, all the slander, all the, the sinful talk, and help them to lay away every weight that easily, and those sins that easily entangles them. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name.